So Josh, I have to tell you about something. <laughs> what happened? I kind of sort of maybe a little bit went on a date and it has been, he has been like, obs- like scary obsessive. So this is that guy you messaged me a little while back ago? What? About? What guy? That guy that kind of wanted to go out with you, but they're like on a friend date or some weird thing. No, like no, 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 no. This is a totally different guy. No. Oh. Yes. Um. So I was on Grinder, and this guy uh, named on Grinder Black Top Daddy. I mean, all three things that I like. Message me, and he was like, "Show me that ass." And then of course, I sent him a picture of my ass, and then he was like, "Do you want to link up?" And I was like, "Sure." And then he was like, okay, he was supposed to, and then like, it was like raining and storming. He said, I'll come after it's done storming. And I was like, okay, sure, fine. And then, Are you in your new apartment? No, not yet. I'm still, okay, but so I'm you're not in a place by yourself. No, I currently, I currently am because none of my roommates are here at the moment. So I was like, sure, come over. And then he said, well, do you want to FaceTime until like I leave? And I was like, sure. And then we FaceTime and then we kind of like sexted on FaceTime. Um, and he was like, well, do you want to, like, uh, you know, meet halfway somewhere? And, you know, so he was like, because I have to go do something and I, I don't have time to, like, whatever. I was like, sure, okay, I'll meet you halfway. I'm thinking we're about to have car sex, which I'm, like, not at all excited to do because I do not like car sex. But it, it, I, I'm glad it was Especially not- since it's illegal. <laughs> I know! Um, but we ended up not doing that. We met up at a, like, mall which is always even more afraid of. I was like, I cannot have car sex in a mall. Like that is way too many people on a fucking like, uh, I don't even know what day this was. Maybe like a Thursday, maybe like a, no, it was like a Wednesday. Anyway, we get there. He's like, we're just gonna walk around the mall and talk. And I was like, okay, that's fine. So we're like walking around the mall. We're talking. Um, it was okay. Um, it was okay. Oh, stop. What the fuck? Sorry. Um, <laughs> and he kept looking at my ass. Um, we did end up kissing, which was okay. Um, and then he was like, well, I don't really have to. He was like, how about we like, you know, I come over to your place tomorrow. And I was like, sure, that's fine. And he was like, well, do you want to FaceTime tonight? And I was like, sure, I guess. And so we I'd be angry for the fact that I didn't get sex. I know. So we FaceTime that night that I met him again. And like, it was okay. I was just like, this is not what I wanted. And he was like, he, and this, this is so ironic though. Cause he's like, I'm not into hookups. I'm interested in like a long-term committed relationship. I want to like have, have a partner. I want to like find someone who, like I'm not interested in any of that hookup stuff. I want to like have like a long-term monogamous committed relationship. And I told him, I was like, um, well, I'm not interested in any of that. So just so you know. Um, and then like I like the next day, he like messaged I, t- I texted him, I was like, hey, can I take a rain check? Cause I really don't feel like hanging out, which I really did not feel like hanging out because I was like, it was a Friday, I think, or maybe a Thursday. I think it was a Friday, I can't remember. But it was like it's kind of like a day where I just want to like be in bed all day and like do nothing because I was eating and watch TV, which was true. And so he asked me, like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I just feel like doing nothing. And he was like, do you want to FaceTime? And then um, I, let me just, let me actually just read the actual messages so you know how, like, obsessive this man is. Let's um, go. He says, 
Um, I said, yes, I'm fine. He says, just not feeling it today. I said, yeah, it's a kind of do nothing. He said, I understand. Do you want to FaceTime later? I never didn't reply. Um, he texted that at 3.44. And he texted me again at 7.17. He was like, or not? And I was like, yeah, probably not tonight. And he said, are you good? You seem kind of distant today. Mind you, I have only known this man for a couple of hours. We have only spoken for a couple of hours. The fact that you were like pissed off because I have not texted you in like two hours. That was the first red flag right there. Oh and yeah. Back, I didn't text back that night on Thursday because I was just like not wanting to talk. Or I can't remember what I, I was doing. I think I was on the phone or something. But then he texted Friday, like at one eight, at one a.m. Like maybe like like five ish hours. He was like, "Okay, then." I was like, "That is so passive aggressive." And I replied back. I said, "Yeah, I just needed some time for myself today." And then he texted that morning, eight a.m. He said, "Understood. Sorry if I was clingy." And I ended up not replying because that Friday I actually had a very busy schedule. Friday because I had a lot of stuff to do because I'm about to talk about working. I had to get ready for my barbecue party that I was going to on Saturday. It was I had a lot of stuff to do, and so I didn't end up replying back because also like what was I supposed to say? Like understood. Sorry, I was being clingy. I mean, he ended up replying back with a question mark at five o'clock that day, and then yesterday when I was <coughs> out with my friends at a fucking barbecue party, he said, "I take it you're you you aren't interested anymore," and I'm just like. I have known you for four hours. Why are you like so fucking obsessed? And so I eventually will reply to him when I'm probably maybe today or tomorrow and tell him like, hey, I I actually was really busy those couple of days, but just the way that you're acting, it is, I'm no longer interested if this is- It's off-putting. When you don't even know me. Yeah, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> what have you been doing, Josh? <laughs> well, other than laundry. Okay, so here's this. You know how I hooked out that one low-key homeless LGBT kid, right? Oh, yeah. Well, I've learned a good lesson that kindness is too much for people. And it's not worth it. Because I started getting hints early on the kid was lying to me about his situation. Things just weren't lining up. And so I distanced myself away from him. And I confronted him about it. He didn't like it. He walked away. We didn't talk anymore. Well, an acquaintance that I knew through Grinder messaged me randomly the other day. And they mentioned his name. And they're like, I have been talking to this kid, which is sketchy because his acquaintance is like 30 and the kid's like 18. I'm like, that's gross. But, um, yes, and that's very up to judge what we're in relationships with that big of an age gap. But, back to subject. Um he was asking me my opinion on the kid. And because he's like, things started out well, but then things started getting sketchy and weird. And I, so I gave him my entire story of like my interaction with him, the things I found sketchy, the things that made me uncomfortable, the things that made my friends uncomfortable, um, my negative experiences with him, how I was catching him in lies. And so this guy goes to confront him about it. Mentions my damn name. And this kid messages me. Oh, no, he mentioned your name? He mentioned my name. And so he, this kid messages me and quote-unquote calls me an HIV diabetic syphilis-carrying um, nigger. And then pr proceeds to tell me off for trying to get in between him and his new boyfriend by telling lies. And I'm like, what lies? 
What lies did I tell? I told exactly what I experienced with y'all trifling ass. And I'm over here like this damn 18 year old worked so hard to try to convince everyone that he wasn't racist. He's mad at a black person. Not even a full black person, a half black person straight up calls me a fucking wait, wait, wait. Is he white? He's not. He's like I think he's half white, but he's adopted and from what he could tell a DNA test he's half Middle Eastern half white. His mother was Russian, his father was Middle Eastern. So he, he ain't even black. Yeah, he looks him. like he could be Hispanic or Middle Eastern. For real, for real. Wow. And so I'm over here like, sir, it's a budget from his backstory. He's raised by black people. He was adopted by a black family. And all I can think is how ashamed they'd be right now. But wait, his adopted parents are black? Yes. According to his stories, if they be true. At the very least, his adoptive aunt was black. But he told the other guy that his parents were black. So I I really don't know. Um, I know that he said his adopted dad was black, but supposedly this is also the dad that physically and sexually abused him. Supposedly. Again, I can't trust shit that came out of that kid's mouth. But oh, I'm locked. Um, but he doesn't respond to my message. And I'm like, okay, it lays where it lays. I'm done. I'm trying to move on off. I have a career. I'm tired. I don't want to deal with children. I mean, this is a child. The fact that you went and called me a nigger told me how much of a child you are. And I'm going to keep saying the hard R because that's exactly what he said to me. And oh, he messaged me Friday with a threat. Here, let me pull up the text message because it was bad enough that I had to call the police. Oh, my God. Yes. Because he did not just involve me, he involved my students in the threat. What? Yes. Let me pull it up. He said, you spoiled sack of nigger shit. Whoa! Leave, leave us alone or KKK will happen. Watch Josh! your back in your students' lives. Beware I know your address. Josh! That is not okay. Oh my god. Josh. But yeah. Can you believe it? I had to call police. Because he involved my students. It was a lot. I had to go to the with in them. Because they had like an armory of weapons. They have like weapon fanatic friends. But I was like, this is just freaking ridiculous. Not only did he choose to be absolutely racist, he then started threatening me like a fucking idiot. I'm like, but luckily the guy that he's staying with gave me his address and is sending me a picture of the kids. Because I sent him the text message. I was like, um, look what your little friend's doing. It's like, I can't be friends with you anymore if you're going to be spilling my information out to him and causing this problem. And he got upset by it. I think the guy's delusional. He thinks that there's some sense of good in the kid. I don't I don't know where, where he could see that. 
And um, and I'm like, you have clear evidence that he's lying to both of us. I don't know why you don't just break up with him. But it's whatever. Um, but he said to let him know if there are any more problematic things that happen because he'll immediately help me get the police there at his house because that's where the kid's staying. But I'm over here like, I just wanted a damn peaceful time. And then I also found out, Aaron, this kid does have a back history. He is from the Alabaster Helena area. And in 2018, he ran away from home. And it was put and it was put in the local newspaper, and people were searching for him for a hot moment, and then they finally found him. So this guy, this kid wasn't kicked out of his house. More likely he just got up and left. Screw being kind to people. The only reason I was kind to him is because his situation echoed mine. And it seemed fairly realistic because, you know, I got kicked out of my house. I had to get help from strangers. I had to get, you know, assistance from people who didn't know me. And if I had that, I wouldn't be where I am today in a career with a degree. And so that's my mentality going in it. And I, I was a little cautious the whole way through because I know people were crazy. But this is kind of completely warranted for me. Like, I'm not even going to try. The only time you're going to see me be that kind to someone is if I really know them. Fuck this. Also, the police didn't even follow a report. Well, that's because they're the police. <laughs> Why would they said that if something else was to happen, that then I would need to report it. Yeah, but when, until you, then, when, you, when you die, Josh, that's when you follow the, the police. That's when you they follow. Uh-huh. Give me just a second. I had to part of my washer. Hurts. God damn it, I wanted to get that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Whoa. It really does hurt. But back to that subject. Wait, yeah. why does your anus hurt? Who you been fucking, Josh? Myself. Oh! With that big dildo you got in the closet? <laughs> it's one of them. One of them? I got two of them. Jesus. I, I alternate. Oh. Big and small, big and medium, big and medium. No, I noticed that they were both white. Is that your preference? That's white. just what was cheaper to buy. Oh, okay. So you're saying you don't have the money to actually put forth towards black communities, is what I'm hearing. You rather you're rather invest in white communities. You're correct. Wow. Okay. White people are cheaper. I can't help it. Classism out trumps racism because at the end of the day, if I can't afford it, I can't afford it. Because <laughs> wow. even if we solve racism, I'll still be poor. <laughs> mm -hmm. Interesting. The isms is like a layered onion. You pull oh. one out back, but you still have to realize there's still more to go. But yes. And no, I don't have a preference for dildos. I, I think the whole idea of a preference for dildos is stupid. Well, no, I didn't say dildo. I said white men when, because your dildo is white. Aaron, who's my clientele when it comes to sex with me? <laughs> clientele? It's not, it's not white men. Oh, God, their clientele. White men don't make me drool when I see their complex complexion hit the sunlight while they're supple and well-built bodies glisten under the light and they stare at you with them big brown eyes and the, the wide warm smile oh, Jesus, you sound like a white woman named never mind black men are beautiful 
beautiful in a way that's not the same as white people. White, which, no, no offense to my white viewers. Maybe it's because I was raised with white people. When I look at a supposedly attractive white man, it's like getting regular white bread. I've had white bread my whole damn life. There ain't nothing special about it. Ain't no special flavor. It's just there when it's the only thing you have. You may make a PB&J sandwich. You may toast it, but it's still just white bread. But when you get that delicious, complex artisan bread that has layers and complexity, flavor, more than just I thought, salt. I thought we were going to, I thought in the year 2021, we were going to stop comparing black people to food. I'm going to compare all humans to food because that's just how it is because I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> it has nothing to do with race. Food is the most relatable thing in the human experience, so it just makes sense to make comparisons using food. As long as we're not minimizing the human experience. Literally giving white people more ammunition, though. Well, that's their problem. Is it? Because I feel like... If a human being cannot discern different intentions behind a behavior, then they're not intelligent enough to even be holding a conversation about it. The thing is, Josh, is that... We're going to be the ones affected by it. We're going to be the ones traumatized by it. I'm not going to let white people choices minimize my experience in life. You sound like that white woman, Teresa from the Real Housewives of New Jersey, who literally just got in trouble when some girl was talking about sexual harassment. She says, I'm not going to let it happen to me. No man's going to put their hands on me. It would not ever, never happen to me. Well, I don't see how it's the same because I'm not saying I can stop a white person from being offensive. Whatever. Anyway, whatever. Ma'am. Ma'am. I'm done talking about this. Ma'am. I just think. I'm not the uh, one who has to change my name every time they log into Zoom. Huh? I'm not the one who has to change my name every time I log into Zoom. I can't help that the system is rigged against me. It's not. (laughs) You made that decision yourself. That was a choice you made. But not the permanency. That was not my choice. It doesn't matter. You still made that choice. If you hadn't made that choice, you wouldn't be in a situation. It's your fault. Maybe you shouldn't victim blame. Sometimes we make choices, Josh, and there are consequences to our actions. Maybe you shouldn't victim blame. I'm not victim blaming you. I'm saying that you are suffering consequences for a choice that you made. But should we always be haunted by our choices? You start to sound real pro-prison, like, prison culture. First of all, I am an abolitionist. Aaron, do you believe in the death penalty? I am an abolitionist, so I don't believe. Do you believe in the death penalty, Aaron? I am an abolitionist, so I don't believe in prison. Maybe you should expand that perception to the rest of your life. Maybe you should suck my cock. I would if it was worth sucking. Oh, my God. (laughs) <laughs> I love you, Aaron. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> sometimes I have a really good comeback. Emphasis on the word sometimes. It's definitely not all times, folks. It's definitely not all the time. So oh. I um I don't know, Josh. I, I'm trying to get my hot girl summer moving 
um and it's not moving in the way that i want it because i thought like yesterday i went to a barbecue and i was like oh my god how goes out i'm drinking and i did drink a lot of alcohol like i drank so much that i ended up like having a headache by the end of the night and i woke up and i was hungover <laughs> as ugh. but you have you you have to hot girl summer your age let me fair we are not let we are not 21. That's, that's not what, no, the, the alcohol part was definitely Hot Girl Summer Park. What I'm saying was not Hot Girl Summer Park, was at the party that, and I hope, I hope they're not listening to this podcast because they are my friends. And I think maybe, I don't know. Anyway, if they are listening to this podcast, I don't give a fuck. But everyone there was, lit, I was the only single person there. Everyone else there was in a relationship or married and their partner was there with them. And I felt like I was one, two, three, four. I was fifth willing, Josh. Well, no, it's not because what's five times two? Ten. I was tenth willing, Josh. Jesus Christ. Wait, no, because no, 11th because I'm the 11th. Yeah, I was 11th willing, Josh. That's unfortunate. Yeah. So, but also, I mean, since I'm single, I have an easier time of having a hot girl summer because I don't have to worry about coming home to a significant other. But also, all my friends are married or in a relationship. Well, I shouldn't say all my friends. I have one friend who is single, um, but they I haven't hung out with them since the school year ended. But I do need to hang out with them. Considering that y'all are a collective front, and you got to make sure they stay stay single too, so you're not the only one. Yeah, you got to you got to ruin someone else's life to improve yours. I just want to have fun, and nobody wants to have fun, Josh. And I'm sadly capable of fun. I'd rather just have a stable relationship. Oh God, <sighs> just because. I mean, I'm getting okay with being by myself, but at the same time, once everyone's home and I'm at my home, there ain't nothing happening. My excitement is watching anime. I like coming home alone. Like, I like that there is nobody here because I can get in my bed. I can turn on the TV, watch what I want to fucking watch, have some snacks, and pass the fuck out without having to worry about anybody else. It's amazing. I mean, I did that shit even when I was in a relationship. Oh, that's sad. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't see my partner as a limit to anything. I'm like, I'm still going to do me. If you have a problem with it, you can discuss it with me. But I don't plan on changing myself innately for someone. They're here to enjoy what I am and help me improve what I could be. But they ain't going to remove things that are unnecessary to remove. But, you know, I'm over here pretending I'm having a hot girl summer. But one cannot have a hot girl summer in Montevallo, Alabama. Bitch, yes, you can. You go to Birmingham. Oh, you don't have a car. Sorry. Let me get on my fucking bike and bike a whole two hours to Birmingham. Sorry. (laughs) I'm sure I'll look quite hot by the time I get there. I mean, some guys dig the sweaty. sweaty I have to pack extra clothes and take a shower in a damn truck stop. All right, Josh, and I'm failing to see the issue. What's the issue here? I don't want to get an STD from a truck stop. Okay. Because if you give a girl a trucker and he says, let's have sex for free, 
She gonna do it. <laughs> that sounded like the start of a fucking children's novel. If you give a mouse a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> no. Isn't it problematic that I'm a preschool teacher? We should make that a children's book. If you give a trucker a <laughs> You give a trucker a hookup, he'll ask for a condom too. You'll say no, and you'll give him the good STT blues. I don't like that, but okay. <sighs> well, Josh, why can't you just move up here so we can have hot girl summer together? Up north? Yes. Amongst strangers? Yes. In a culture that my personality doesn't remotely jive with? Where people aren't polite on the general? And they're quite demanding. Yeah, but there's stuff to do up here. True, but I feel probably very isolated because it's very obvious that I'm Southern. Unlike That's you, I, I feel wear it like all an the fucking time. Huh? That's how I feel all the time. A sense of isolation, sense of dread, regret, sadness. You're making a really good argument for me to go up there. No friends, no family. <laughs> community. Aaron, what happens if I get up there and we end up in a big fight and then we're both by ourselves? I don't I, I don't know, Josh. The likelihood of us getting in a big fight is minimal, but I don't know about that. Huh? You say it's not minimal? I don't know. Aaron, are you wanting to fight me? No, <laughs> no, I'm not. I don't I'm like, right now. I don't like fighting verbally. I don't like fighting at all. You, you would never start an argument, would you, Aaron? No, nope, not at all. I, I try not to. <laughs> I don't like confrontation. Conflict. I don't like conflict. So what's your solution to conflict? I mean, if I have to confront it and be confrontational, I will, but I don't like it. <laughs> it makes you kind of want to throw up deep inside, doesn't it? It's just very annoying to me. It's so high school to me. I don't, the people who like are always like in like involved in drama, which I mean, I feel like I was also always involved in drama when I was in college. But it may have just been the people that was hanging around. But I mean, now I don't, I don't, there is no conflict in my life. I rarely have to come like confront people. I don't fight with people on, on social media anymore. Like I like not having a very like conflict oriented life. Um, you sound like you discovered Buddhism. But I mean, if I need to check a bitch, I will. Oh, 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 yes, ma'am. Yes, fucking ma'am. Let her catch those hands. Really do be catching hands. Yeah. Wait, what? I said sometimes a bitch really do be needing to catch some hands. I don't. I don't do fist. I don't fist fight. No. You never in your life. I I said I don't do it. You said what? I don't do that. I don't do it. Have you ever gotten in a fight before? Yes, but Josh, that's not, I, <laughs> I was really- well, I'm just curious. Like, I'm not saying that this just invalidates what you're saying. I'm just curious if you've ever been in a fight before. I have. 
like a fist fight? Yes. With your brother or someone else? I'm not going to say. <laughs> it was with Zan, wasn't it? No. Zan won, didn't she? I would never fight Zan, and Zan would never fight me. If you and Zan were to have a fist fight, who would win? Clearly Zan. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie. If I had a fist fight with Zan, I'd probably lose too. I'd just be scared. She got that good glare. She gives <laughs> you that look, and you're like, oh, this bitch can beat me up. Oh, my God. It's like, I done fucked up, and there's no way of going back. So, Josh. Um, mm -hmm. You know what is happening soon, next month? Pride Month. Right. Have you been seeing these people talk about... Um, the kink uh, community? Yes! I'm so tired of hearing it because it really is just coming from a bunch of Gen Z's who've never been to Pride. I'm like, have you ever been to Pride? It's not as problematic as it sounds. The kink people stick to themselves. They don't go and bother I children. Think, I think what people... Okay, so here's the thing. There, okay, it really depends on what pride you go to because there are those big city pride parades or festivals where people go to them. And I've never seen this before, but I've seen Twitter videos of people sucking dick and getting their ass ate and, and being fucked during pride. Like, yeah, that's inappropriate. That's inappropriate. But there are people, and I would agree because, like, no, we don't need to see that. Like, we don't, you can, you can, I, mean, I might want to see it, but I know children shouldn't see it. Well, I, you can have that at a private, like, event. Yeah. But the people who are like, no, you can't wear leather. You can't wear the fucking, like, uh, um, the harness. The harness. And some people, like, the, the dog mask. And I'm just like, why not? Like, what? It, like, it's none of this stuff is, like, inherently, like, I guess, sexual. I don't know. I'm just. Well, I, I've had talks with people who are in the pup community, and there there is an understanding that public pup play is inappropriate because it is part of the sexual spectrum, and it all lies on the fact that people aren't giving consent to interacting with someone in that mind space or with that mind space, which I get. And that's why I'm like, I, I don't know why we're acting like it's such a big deal. It's real simple. There's kink space, then there's not kink space. Well, then I, I adult don't, space, I don't, then not yeah, adult space. Pup play in public, no. Any kind of any kind of BDSM play in public, no. But like, there are people who go who just wear the mask and they just have an ice cream cone and they sing along to the music and they catch candy from like the floats, which like is okay. I don't I don't understand why people have such. I don't know. But I'm I, very it goes back to I, I really think the discourse began with a group of people who it, the way I've had it explained is that this discourse began with a generation of kids whose interaction with other LGBT people were not in person but online and that there's this online community having this discussion but it's disconnected from the reality of what most people are experiencing because us who actually interact with other gay people in person, well, sorry, not gay people, queer people in person, um, we know for certain that these things are not the way they are. And I mean, the only people I really see who are against kink being remotely involved are very young gay people on TikTok. Very young. 
And so I'm just like, your your thoughts are valid, but I need you to go and see if what you're thinking holds up to reality. Well, the way that I understood it was that these, they mostly are young people, but they're like, they they have never been in a like queer or queer affirming space that was entirely like not sexual. And so they're like, because all of like the places that they have to meet, like they feel like I want to be in a queer space that is not just sexual and drinking. Like I want to go to like, like people say, oh, I want like a queer coffee shop. I want a queer like lounge or something like that that doesn't involve people getting drunk and taking drugs and fucking each other. And so they, these people, from what I understand is that they just don't, they want to have, and they also, they feel like we shouldn't, because people who see this, they're like, oh, it's going to like stereotype and make a stigma that, bring back that stigma that being queer is sexual. But also there is a form of like, at least I feel like sexual liberation within pride. But I mean, I can understand not, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to see people having sex in public. I think the entirety of pride celebration should be both sexual and non-sexual. When it comes to more public things, it should remain less sexual. When it comes to more private events or closed off events, then it can be more adult as long as it's only adults allowed in that space. I think there should be non-sexual adult spaces and there should be sexual adult spaces. I really don't understand where the problem is because I feel like we are approaching this issue as if it's monolithic. And I'm like, guys, each pride is different dependent on city, state, and place. If you want to make change about how your pride experience exactly is, then contact the people who organize pride in your area and then begin discussing making more nuanced choices. But you can't make pride fully family-friendly or fully non-family-friendly or non-sexual and sexual and non-adult and adult, um, not adult. You can make it more nuanced to that. And I don't know why as adults, we can't just make a more nuanced choice. I guess because people don't know that like something can be like sexual, but not like sexually explicit. So like this, like there can, it can be something can be like erotic, but not like, full on like pornographic, like sex explicit stuff. Like there can be pride for everyone where we are sexually liberated because I mean, these are- By acknowledging that we are what we are sexually- Yes, because our, our sexualities have been, you know, restricted and persecuted. But like by doing that, we don't have to, you know, have men fucking each other. We can still have, we can still be sexually liberated at Pride. And it's still, in my opinion, still be public and to some extent, like, um, uh, family friendly. Like, I mean, drag queens are, they have sometimes like sexual content, but I would still say that drag is pretty, oh, I don't know. Sometimes they got, they got a mouth on them. I would say for the most part, a lot of drag can be sexually liberating, but also family friendly. But it's not like sexually explicit. Nobody's pulling out a dick. It's the understanding that it is an aspect of sexual liberation without it being explicit. I just, I don't know. And then a lot of people, I mean, I'm not that deep into this argument. Like, I'm just over here like, the solution is simple. I don't get what the problem is. But I mean... 
it's weird to hear how like the older gen and th there's also kind of communication about how this is centered around white queer people experience. Oh, it is white queer able bodied white. I didn't know there was a black queer pride. I didn't know cities had a specific one for black queer people. Yeah, my the uh the place up here there was a uh last year there was a, a black queer pride. Um I mean I've seen people talk about like you know pride is first of all it's inaccessible. It's not you know accessible for disabled people. Um it does tend to a lot of times revolve around white, gay, cisgender, able bodied men. Um, I mean, all but, this what like, has happened with this one. I like. I mean, I saw someone took saying like they were talking about this. Like, like, no, I don't want to see you wear a jock strap to like a prize And I was like, oh my god. I was like, I've done that before, and I feel bad. <laughs> I feel bad. I mean, I wouldn't feel bad about it. I would, because if I bent over, you could literally see my asshole, and that's not. That's not. That's not okay. I mean, choices were made. People can move past it. Okay. I mean, we have a fulsome fair where people are literally fucking in the streets. And I'm like, you cannot tell me that you can control the the flux of people moving into the city throughout these streets and them not be, some of them, not part of the Folsom group. Does Pride even, like, advertise itself as, like, a family-friendly, non, like, 18, non-21 plus, like... Does it even advertise itself? It's like, oh yes. I argue that it again. It's from city to city. The way they depict pride in New York is not the same that we experience in Atlanta. It's definitely not the same that we experience in Birmingham. And that's where I'm like, when we monolith this concept, gay pride, as if as if there is a national council that decides all the gay pride uh, parades. I'm like, guys, they're not the same. You can sit here and gripe about them as the same. But doing that means we will get nothing fixed. You need to go to your local pride event planners and discuss these issues with them. And then you will see change immediately. But like sitting here and causing this overarching discourse will force different pride celebrations to modify themselves unnecessarily in areas that didn't have problems with what they were doing. That's what that's what's kind of like frustrating me. I'm just like, stop monolithing this experience. Because I'm like, this is, it, it's a celebration. It's like trying to monolith Christmas, but your town specifically does some weird tradition, but you're trying to overarch that weird tradition to the whole damn country. Like, no, that's just not what's happening. Josh? Huh? If you were pride, would you fuck in the street? Would I fuck what? <laughs> would you fuck, <laughs> would you fuck in the street? Uh, I can't. I'm a preschool teacher. I'll go to jail and then lose my job. But would I go to a Folsom like celebration where I can control if someone doesn't record my face or not? Fuck yeah, I'll fuck in the streets if it's legal. Oh God. All right. Well, we're gonna have to uh end this episode. <laughs> well, you gotta answer yourself. I fuck in the street? Absolutely not. Not even if it was legal? No. In a way children? No. In a safe sexual space? No, because I don't want people, I don't want that to end up on the internet. Well, see, I think I low-key have an exhibition kink. 
I kind of want people to admire me in a sexual way. I think I'm too traumatized to have that because this is because like when I was at the mall, the guy like wanted to like hold my hand and like uh, touch me on my ass and like hug. I was just, like, I don't like I don't like PDA, and I feel like I don't like PDA because simply because I have been traumatized living in Alabama being gay in public, and I know that in Alabama, if I were to kiss somebody in public, I could be killed. So I do not. I mean. I would have to. I would probably have to go to therapy and address my trauma before I could step in the street. So I'm, I'm, that, that's my answer. That's my answer. I mean, I, I feel you because I mean, I don't do strong PDA in public either. At least I try not to. I, that makes me uncomfortable. But if it's a space where it's expected, then I'm all for it. God, well, I like you're literally doing construction work. <laughs> I'm washing dishes, so it's not that different. Okay, well, we're going to end here with this episode of Black Brew. Our next episode will be in the month of Pride. Um, so hopefully we'll have a topic about Pride. Um, also, I mean, let's have like some guests on. We would love to invite queer people to be on our podcast in the month of June so that maybe we could talk about their, you know, experience being queer and let's 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 get somebody other than white gay men like honestly i'm hey, 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 i need leslie ann smith to get their ass on this podcast yes i i won't I, I yes i don't want no white gay men i'm sorry if you're white gay no white gay men no but we'll take white women yeah so maybe trans white men but no, no cis. Yeah, no cisgender white, white gay men. None of that. Yeah. That mess is boring. But we still love you. Um, sometimes. Kinda. Never. Anyway, <laughs> that's in this episode. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Blackbeard Podcast. Uh, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.